vocals and then it goes. 615 BNA. We got that fly DNA. It's our daily in foundations. And we appreciate your patience. Don't bring trouble. Yo, yo, welcome to MC to MC. I'm your host, Foundito. What's good, y'all? My name is Adeli, and our special guest in the building is Seti Mac. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all, man? What's up, man? Good to have you here, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all inviting me to come out here. Definitely, man. Um, I'm loving what you're doing in the city, everything that you're doing. Uh, explain Lost and explain Seti and how that corresponds. So Lost in general is, I've had that name for about, seven years mm -hmm. it wasn't a brand that i was thinking it was even going to be a thing but loss kind of started off first off loss stands for life on spiritual thoughts one loss also came from a song that i had back in 2013 that was called lost so it was sort of like a very negative depressing type it started off that way first i was going through some shit myself personally when i was back in 2013 mm -hmm. and then the older i got it just became a, a changing concept so whenever it started flipping into, okay, lost is not really just a bad thing. Yeah. Lost just is. Mm -hmm. And it's all about, you know, just searching, like, the breadcrumbs, the journey, like, just just figuring things out. Like, the wandering concept, so to speak. Because, you yeah. know, there's, like, the, uh, what's the analogy? Like, not all that wander are lost type mm -hmm. analogy, right? Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, okay, this is literally what my whole brand just stands for. So I'm always, like... The unknown question marks, all that kind of shit, is just like really just what lost is at this point in my life now, and mm -hmm. just embracing just like what that journey could really be like for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's gonna identify with that. Oh, for sure. I think some. I think that's what it's about connection. Mm -hmm. I think if you connect with a person, that's how you get a, a super fan, so to speak. Right. That's how you get somebody who relates to your background, because everybody has a story that's unique and original. So it's up to us to kind of shine that light on ourselves so other people know they can go through the same struggle and be successful. Right. You know. I think um, a lot of people aren't really in touch with like their spiritual side. You know what I mean? They're very in touch with reality as we've been presented um, just through the world, through through media and through everything else. So um, it's admirable to just make that part of your brand, first of all. And also, like you're saying, like you've, you flipped the switch. Like it started off as something negative, but you grew into it and made it something good. Right, exactly. It's just like, also like, even with like the spiritual thinking part of it, it's like, sure, you're correct about the spiritual side, but then also it's like, it's also about like thinking logically about like what your next move is too. So it's like thinking logically and then feeling things out spiritually too. So it's like a, a tandem of both sides that you just need to be a complete, you know, all around kind of person. And this is my opinion. No, you need that. You need both. I think that's the thing about artists. We are hustlers too. We're selling our art, you know. Mm -hmm. This is our masterpiece. We don't. We kind of get got to be vulnerable. Cause I mean, I heard you mention in an interview about it's hard to, for you to put out like a whole project because you're gonna get vulnerable on it, mm -hmm. and you want to expose yourself to you know the people and expose yourself to social media because we know social media can be you know chaos at, at times. Mm -hmm. But it's like you got to use it as a tool, and you using your vulnerability vulnerability as a strength, and I respect that. So mm -hmm. yeah, man, for sure. A lot of people really. What I realize when it comes about the vulnerability side is like there's a lot of things, a lot of courage with it, one, but two, a lot of like a lot of things that you would say that a lot of people would want to say, but they don't know how to say it. Mm. But then if you have like that real power of just like saying what you really feel or just like just the just the strength of just knowing like, OK, cool. I've been in this like even 
even though now like depression is sort of like a tagline for everyone it's not like yeah. really like it's now a lot more comfortable to go talk about that at one point it was lame to talk about being depressed yeah you get like, shot you get, yeah like just in general just people just look at you goofy as shit because you would talk about your feelings as mm-hmm. a man or any person like it just wouldn't be some cool shit to talk about but right. now it's more open to be you know mm-hmm. emotional or just to just care in general mm-hmm. Like and mental just, health. Right, exactly. Like, that wasn't even a thing that people talked about either, especially with That's, black people. Like, yeah. that was cliche. Exactly. But now it's exactly. like... Now it's like the new cool. It's like, fuck yeah, I'm depressed, man. You know right, it is. And now it is, though. That's how you sad, got emo rap. That's how you got thanks. emo rap. Yeah. True. For real, for real. So uh, what kind of music are you into? Like, are you into, like, emo rap? Like, uh, like I fuck with, like, XX Extension. I think yeah. his music is, like, you know, past his time. So I think he was, like, really, really mature at the time he was and really musically inclined. Right. And I think he could, you know, had, you know, big, bigger success than he has now. Um, so what kind of music do you listen to? You listen to emo rap or is it alternative music? I listen to a little bit of everything. But I mean, shoot. Honestly, if you want to really get into it, Kanye was the one that kind of started like, in my opinion, started yeah. like most of the shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like Kanye West is my favorite artist ever. So I mean, I kind of like Respect. off jump, I'm going to like that anyway cuz who doesn't like 808s and heartbreaks? Man, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like so when you talk about like an XXX and Tassion, rest in peace to him. You talk about a Juice World, rest in peace to him. You talk about even like Lil Peep. Like all these people like yeah. had like that sort of like emotional type of style of music. Mm-hmm. Even shit. If you want to even talk about Drake too. Like yeah. he gets yeah. in that spot yeah. too. He's also one of my favorites. So it's like mm. I always kind of have a certain relation when it comes to like emotionally, just emotionally driven music as a whole. So like Drake, Childish Gambino, uh, Kanye West. Uh, I heard Lupe when I heard your music. You, oh, I fuck with Lupe too. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. but I wouldn't say he's like an influence, so to speak. But I definitely respect like lyricism as a whole, just like with him. Like, who doesn't like? Especially if you're a rapper, rapper in yeah. general. Like, who yeah. doesn't like Lupe Fiasco? Totally. Nah, for real. I, uh, I grew up on Lupe. Actually, Food and Liquor, and um, also the Cool. Oh yeah, the Cool is. To me, the cool and tattoo on you to me are like Ooh, my favorite. Like the intro mural, mural. <laughs> makes no sense how you can just rap like that. I mean, he made me like go, go back and reflect on myself as an MC. Like I was like, what am I saying? Lupe is and different, man. Go back and go back to the drawing board, but it, it, step, it helped me step my game keep, up. Keep so. your bar sharp for sure, for real. And honestly, like even off the off the rip freestyle was, I yeah. saw. Uh, I think it was a sway in the morning interview with uh, with him rapping just like just off jump just. Mm. Just off top, just freestyling crazy. Like like guys like him and even Black Thought too, just off top freestyling, yeah. just like incredible. There's a lot of there's a lot of skill and just in general that just comes with freestyling that I don't know if people really think of when it comes to like this freestyling is not easy. Totally. But you but you're good at it. I, I, I see you at many I ciphers, that. you know what I'm saying? What did what what did a cipher do for you? How did a cipher inspire you? Um, I know I seen you at a lot of them, Cypher North. I can say Okay, off jump, I started off, my start at music in general was, like, I kind of just kind of, like, I think I've said this a couple times before, but I don't I don't mind. So, my first initial start when it came to music was, I was 17 years old in my first period class, in my most immediate class, and there was a guy that was on the dance team, another dude that was playing football, he was a receiver playing football, he also played basketball too, and they were just like, I don't know how they did this shit, but... They just had these beats on this fucking iMac, and it was like, "Yo, just come, just come rap, like just come rap on these beats." I'm like, "The fuck, like I'm not trying to rap on this shit. Like I'm not even a rapper." Oh, you didn't rap at the time? I mean, no, I didn't, cause like my mom didn't play rap in the house. Like rapping was never in my cards ever. Like I never was 
I'm shocked I'm rapping today. Like, I was never <laughs> supposed to be a rapper ever. That's dope. Yeah. But it was like they just kept doing it and kept doing it. I was like, I just want y'all to stop fucking with me. Just leave me the fuck alone. I ended yeah. up freestyling in my first period. So they just stopped fucking with me. And they ended up liking it. Oh, and wait, literally wait. since then, like, I was, I never, like, stopped freestyling in general because yeah. I literally started freestyling. Like, from there on Yeah man So You, you actually yeah, You got bars bro I really appreciate that Because I see you from like The Broken Spoke When you right, doing right. poetry And spoken uh, spoken word Because you do spoken word too right Uh I I actually haven't Officially said I've done spoken word But okay. I've tried Like in my own time But who knows Maybe maybe one day I might do some shit Bet bet And you work with like Sumo Dope uh, I haven't yet That's okay. crazy yeah. That's like You're like the third person That's like yo You need to go work with uh With Spoke Sumo Dope Bro, that's crazy. The kid's crazy. I mean, shout out to Sumo Dope. Like, yeah, man. I mean, it's Mo different dope. from spoken word and Sumo Dope, but he's equally talented as being a poet and a producer. Yeah. Facts. I feel like when I hear your music too, like um, you mentioned Kanye, I hear like a Chicago kind of vibe too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what I hear from Sumo mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, bit, like a saying? Chance the Rapper kind of vibe. You know chance is very soulful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, even if you think about Kanye, his transition from going to songs like uh, albums like Yeezus. And changing the culture, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, when I hear your voice, I hear like you want funk, more funk tracks, like West Coast music. Mm-hmm. Like who you influenced by in the West Coast? Uh, on the West Coast side, well, honestly, the only guy I can really say I listened to on the West Coast side was Kendrick. Honestly, okay. Like K Dot literally changed my whole like perspective on like rap raps to me. Because mm. at first I was, I'm a real melody guy, so I like. That's why I was saying earlier, like those other people's name, like Chance. And like childish and Drake mm-hmm. and all, Drake, even yeah. even yeah. some of Kanye shit. You went eight oh eight, right? It's yeah. super melodic, and the melodies really get you tuned in to like the rest of it. You don't, you don't have to even be the best rap in the world. Even when it comes to like guys like Fifty Cent, right. Fifty Cent is hella melodic. So it's just like the melodies yeah. really get you tuned in. But yeah. then like if you you know listen to his songs enough, like if the beat's good, the melody's good, you are gonna start catching the words yeah, at some point. Yeah, it's the catchy this. Mm-hmm. So you gotta reflect. It's like everybody. a weird science to it. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to like when you listen to melody. Some some say you gotta listen to the vowels. The vowels are real you in. Mm-hmm. Just based on the vibration of the vowels. You know, that bring people in and more allure. For them. it's just to get mm-hmm. the melodic. So I heard in one of your tracks, uh you I don't remember the name of the song, but you say you go from Ville to Ville. Mm-hmm. Um and then you also said you're not from here, but like you basically get your respect here though, right? Mm-hmm. So where where are you from originally? I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. That's my birthplace. But then like you said, I got a lot more of my uh, of my start, I guess. Because, okay, my journey in music, right, I was in the military. So I first started off, like, getting my start in music, so to speak. Like, when people started kind of knowing who I was, when I was living in Augusta, Georgia. Mm. Augusta, Georgia is where I did, like, that's where, like, I dropped my first mixtape and all my other shit. Like, pretty much, like, some of my more, quote-unquote, like, classic stuff that people know me for yeah. started off there. Like, even the songs I do now, like... Uh, when I do songs like Invincible with a band or when I do songs... Division is hard, too. Uh, I appreciate that. Division is later. But yeah. when it comes to like uh, like songs like Nostalgic Poetry or like some of these other older songs that I have, like they started off slick there first. And then whenever I got out in the military, I moved back to Clarksville where I graduated high school from in 20, uh, 2010. I just went there and I was doing music there from like 2015 to like 2018 or mm-hmm. 19. But then from that point, from there, I was like, because Clarksville didn't really have, like, an open mic scene or, like, a, really a place for me to go where they start doing things musically at. So mm. from there, I was um, 
I was going from Clarksville to Nashville, just like open mics, freestyling, like ciphers, whatever the case, for like easily a good like three yeah, years. Bro, I seen you at Flamingos, Broken Spoke, like South Cipher North. Name, name Three it. Iris, yeah. <laughs> yeah <you laughs> name know, it. I was, I was pretty much at it. I used to go to his stores and actually look for what was popping. Which is nuts. Oh, hell yeah. I was like on everything. And then from then, like when I actually moved to Nashville, I just kind of felt like I was like, I've already kind of been here because yeah. I was already like frequently coming to Nashville for the past like three or so years. And then when I actually like moved here, moved here, the whole energy for me just felt completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, like I got embraced so much more, I think, musically in my career in Nashville than like any place I've been. Yeah. I'm super grateful for that. You mentioned so. Clarksville. Did you, I know you did a track with Tim Gent. Mm-hmm. Was that where you met him or was that here in Nashville? I met Tim Slick before, all right. He's probably not even gonna know this shit, but I met Tim. Um, I was kind of just like, okay, let me go back a little bit. I first met Case Arnold first. Case Arnold, I've known him f- since 2012, I think. Mm. So when I met him, he was always talking about Tim Gent because those two were like under the same management at the time. Yeah. So then whenever I moved, I was every time I was taken because I was still in the military. When uh, when I was going on like either like my uh. My mid-year, I was like, I would take trips back to Clarksville like twice a year. So every six months, I would like take like a two-week uh, vacation or whatever, come to Clarksville. And then whenever, whenever it came to like Thanksgiving, Christmas time, whatever the case, then I would come back again for another two weeks. One of those times I came back, I happened to come and stumble across Tim. He had a, uh, in 2014, he was driving Clarksville nights. He had a... Uh, a little listening session at his crib mm. in his uh, in his garage with him. That's where I first met Petty at. Okay. And, uh, and they, you know, people really, like, fucked with him. They just came to, from Nashville to Clarksville to go and just see what he was on. Wow. And that's, that's kind of where I slipped, like, when I first met him, met him. And I was like, okay, bet. These people are really on that shit. So let me, like, yeah. really just tap in. But literally, like, since then, I was like, let me just go and just, like, keep my head up, see what's going on. Because, like, these are the guys in, that, in Clarksville, I mean, that was, like, really, like, moving like that. So I was like, all right, let me just go and just... Not really mm-hmm. like copy what they're doing. Let me just let me just peep and yeah, observe what's right. going on. Is that, was that the uh, what a lot familiar came from? Uh, was that a Clarksville thing with Case Arnold, Tim Gent, and you? Uh, not 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 with me, but uh, I think I don't know. That's that's really more so of a question for Casey because I don't know actually. I don't know actually like the uh, the start for still familiar actually for Case, but yeah, because I see everybody rocking. I mean, one time it was me, you, Free Will. Like three other people mm-hmm. rocking the same shirt at the same event at the Flamingo. And that we shit was nuts. <laughs> I remember that shit too, because it was like I was just I was just out here. Like I was just like just wearing my own yeah. shit. And then you just like people just came up and just pulled up with my uh my lost shirt on. I was like, oh damn, like, I didn't even know it was even like that. I, I'm seeing that everywhere now. So you're doing something right, bro. I, that Brand, shit is surreal, bro. Like that I was never expecting this to go anywhere the way it did. Yeah. Like it was just more so like I was at work. This was last year, I think. Yeah, 2019. I was at work. I was working my 12-hour shift just at just at my desk, whatever, just at home. Yeah. And what was going on was, all right, bet, I'm going to just see what I can do with this whole loss thing. So I'm just sitting at my desk, and I'm just texting a whole bunch of people on my phone. Like, okay, I'm about to get ready to do pre-orders, $10, da 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 Just texting. I didn't even put them on the internet yet. Just texting people on my phone. Then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, 
I've had a shirt design before. It didn't really do that great. So I wasn't like super excited about like, okay, I'm gonna like this shit's gonna do crazy. Like number, I'm gonna get so many sales and right. da, da da da. But you believed in enough to put it out though. Oh yeah, I mean I, I believed in the brand at least. Like mm-hmm. I feel like at least even if I didn't do a lot of numbers for it, I feel like what I was talking about with loss and what it meant meant enough for me to go like for even if it was just me getting it, mm-hmm. like that I'm gonna do it regardless. So whenever I did that and started texting a whole bunch of people up, literally in a matter of hours, I made like twenty like. 20 or 25 sales like in a matter of hours so I was like shit I made like almost the amount of money I was gonna make to go like make the shirts anyway to get them made so I was like oh shit like maybe I should just go and just double up this order and just see what this hundred does (laughs) like just make like like, a hundred shirts right and then when I did that I slick almost sold like all of that black and gold one I slick almost sold all that shit like now it was like a pause and then everything was like lost right and that shit really was like I'm super grateful for that shit, dog, because, like, I really was not thinking it was going to be the way it was. Like, a whole... People really, like, fuck with me enough. Just with yeah. me as a person, just enough to just be like, bet, you know? Did people even know yeah. it was you at first, or did it, it was, like, anonymous at first, then they found out it was Seti Mac? Uh, I think... I don't know. Like, the weird thing about it is, like, when it came to the whole Lost thing, Lost kind of... It grew into its own thing. But then the people that knew that it was from me mm-hmm. just knew it was from me. I don't know how anybody else that saw it outwardly saw it. But they just saw that, damn, people just got this lost shit everywhere. They just want to <laughs> just find out where to get it from. Yeah. But yeah. I think the it's ones that knew, city, man. Yeah. right, I think the ones that knew, like the ones that like knew they got it from me, because like shit, everyone that I knew that got it, like I know because you, there's no store. The store is me. <laughs> like mm, yeah, it's out yeah. the trunk. So I think those individuals, like they obviously knew it was me, but I don't know, like, you know, if they had, like, a friend, it's all like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, Word of mouth is the strongest, still the strongest Facts. Promotion. It really is. And yeah. we gotta, we definitely gotta keep that in mind. Like, word of mouth is very, very strong when it comes to, like, anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if your people was like, yo, like, this is a new thing, and they keep saying that's a new thing, then mm-hmm. you're gonna, you're gonna wanna go check out whatever exactly. the new thing is. And you just dropped a new project, right? I have not dropped a project yet. Uh, 2020, I dropped the single. I dropped the single for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, the, uh, the, was it a Fasago? Fasago? Uh, uh, oh, you talking about? Uh, oh, no, no, the new shit I dropped this year was a uh, show. Gen- oh, no, 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 the virtuoso. Uh, that shit came virtuoso, out in twenty fifteen, sixteen. It was fifteen. Okay, bet, bet, and that's one with Tim Jim, right? Yeah. And uh, I remember the the meaning of the song was talking about how Nashville is the next one up. Mm-hmm. And um, what's your perspective being from Clarksville, coming from the Nashville area? Um. Oh, you mean like exactly how like how Clarksville scene is? Are you talking about how I feel about how Nashville is right now? Yeah, I mean on the rise to being the next like next thing in hip hop. Oh, that's next thing in music period. Oh, that's gonna happen. Like <laughs> at that, I was even thinking about it before at that time because I was kind of like, I just I just knew a whole bunch of people that was here that was really dope. But like now, like if I don't know if you're if you are aware of the scene here in general and just been paying attention because like I said, I'm a super observant person. Right. Just watching like. Like, Nashville's getting seen on Forbes. Nashville's getting seen on NPR. Mm-hmm. They're getting these major publications, like, talking about them more. Getting seen on, like, Sway in the Morning. Yeah, shouts out to Nashville, man. For Six real. Stand up. Been moving, like, motherfuckers recently. So, it's like, just being tapped in and just mm-hmm. knowing what's going on. It's like, before, I even remember back in, like, 20... It hasn't. It's crazy. Like, stuff can happen. Like, even before we even started this, like... Shit can happen so fast, and like it could, it could take two mm. years time, mm. and things can just switch like boom, like and now everything just changes immediately. Right. Because right. I remember I was at this show back whenever um 
Shout out to Namir, Namir, Jordan, and all those guys over there. Uh, they had a show for uh, this drown event, and there was this one lady that just came through. And she was like, "Where's all the hip hop at in Nashville?" And I was like, "It's here." Like it was that it was wow. that conversation before, like that people didn't really even know like that Nashville even had it. Yeah, it's so in a pocket, it's so different pockets. Right, so, yeah. and now all of a sudden it's like if you're really observant, you just like everything I just said with like the social media attention, mm-hmm. seeing like Delisha Davis doing what she's doing. Shout out mm-hmm. to her, yeah, or what she's been doing. Shit, exactly. Just like. Healing the game. Right. And just watching just everyone just really just evolve doing their shit right now. Like, there's no way you can't say, like, Nashville's not going to do something in the next, like, easily at least two years. Maybe tomorrow. And that's that's me. <laughs> and that's me being really generous right now. Right, I feel like you right. be here next year type shit. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's moving in the right direction, too. So, mm-hmm. I've definitely been listening to the project you dropped. There's an EP called... Um, uh, Veli. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, when did you drop that one? I like that one a lot. I appreciate that. I dropped that... Back in also in 2015, that was the first project that I dropped that was because before, like I said before, I'm like super melodic and also like I like a whole bunch of jazzy type of production. And that was the first time I was like, let me go see what this other like more, I guess, like more, I guess, mainstream ish, like Uh, more. like, I had the song on that called Black Tar, which is, like, one of, like, the first songs that I did that was, like, more, like, 808 heavy. like dope okay. track. Right. Appreciate that. Yeah, inspired by 808s and Heartbreaks. Uh, not like that, but more so just, like, the like the beat was, like, you know, doom, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like, it had, like, a yeah. lot more of that bassier sound to it. I've never mm. rapped on, like, something like that before. Yeah. So, it was, like, whenever, that, at least at that time, I had a manager that time that was, like, telling me, like, yo, like, because he's from Atlanta. He was, like, okay. yo, you need to, like, start, like, doing Some more. Bass. Right. Yeah. And I was, like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Why not? I feel like I can rap on anything. Let me just give this a shot and see where it goes. And then from that point, I'm glad I had that because then later on, I started to be able to, like, do certain things, like you said about the Virtuoso. I'll have songs like Re-Up, mm. which is a more, like... Yeah. Trap heavy. Yeah. Right. So then it's, like, it's already in my wheelhouse. And the Virtuoso, to me, is, like... It's just a showcase for me just saying I can rap on different shit. Man, it just reminded me of some Lupe, like he was saying earlier. It just reminded me of an adventure, mm-hmm. you know? Like back in the day, like Reasonable Doubt. Right. I'm reading a, a book, Decoded, and he, uh, Adele gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about how he's going through like the hustler and the the artist and the duality between that, you mm-hmm. know? And that beat reminded me of that, like Reasonable Doubt age. I like the track uh, Stargazing a mm-hmm. lot. That's really dope. I would say probably my favorite track I've heard so far is Honest. Mm. Yeah, what inspired that one? Uh, I'm trying to think. Cause I haven't heard "Honest" in a grip, but "Honest," "Honest" was another one of those. Uh, kind of like I'm I'm referencing this now because I guess I have a song now that's kind of the same thing. I, I have a couple songs like that. Like my newest song, "Show and Prove," is like that. It was like one of those, like just to show people that, like, yo, like one, I can really rap one and two, like that I'm going to be in the next whatever space that is. Yeah. Like, regardless of where you think I'm going to be at or not, like, I'm going to be Wait, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's just like, it's just showing people that, like, I'm going to get, regardless, even if you don't feel like I'm going to get there, like, lyrically at least, or, like, just rap-wise, it's just Melody. that confidence, well, like, you're something. you're going hard as hell on your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that shit, I mean, man. you can hear it resonate. So, like, yeah, yeah. You, you're going to kick down the door and get in there for sure. Right. I really appreciate that shit, man. Yeah, man. So what's your legacy, man, when you leave here, man? What do you want to put on the earth that, you know, say that what Sadie Mac was here? Um, If I were to say anything, I would definitely say for me, some of the, I would say, honesty, one, like being true to myself, too, like the authenticity of who I am as a person. I feel like the one thing I would say is like my main thing I want people to really understand is like, 
I want loss to just resonate. That's the one thing I want to leave here for sure. I feel like that concept in general is just mm-hmm. like super interesting enough for like if that was what that was and that was it, then I'm cool. Yeah. Because I haven't really seen anyone like at least the way that I have presented it, like the way that I've seen Lost become what it was, like the life on spiritual thoughts thing. I haven't heard anyone like have that way of thinking before. And then, I mean, shit, when I first had Lost first come out, I was just having conversations about it, just talking to people like, what does Lost mean to you? You know what I'm saying? And just getting what people thought. So it was like, I'm doing like social experiments. I was like trying to go figure out what people are like, just seeing the people around, just seeing what they're doing. So... So that inspired the whole movement behind that. Yeah, man. It just it's just nice to just really just sit back and just observe and just see like how people think or like how the way people feel mm-hmm. and just like even just seeing how powerful like words can be or just how powerful like a statement of something in general, like yeah. that can be. Like shit, like it's recipes powerful. a nip. But Nipsey was like a very prime example of that. Like Nipsey changed the whole like dynamic of everything yeah just like the did. marathon to yeah. like what he's done out in like what he's done in la like what he's done has been Community. like so it goes past him like he's still he's not here but we still feel his presence every day exactly and that's yeah. really just like my main thing i want i want lost not to be exactly like that but i just want to be like synonymous with like some major like that's like legacy right and that's where i think where it's gonna be at for me mm. and who are the people did you want to connect to like out of that lost movement um Really, I don't want to say everyone because not everyone's supposed to understand everything. Mm. But also at the same time, I think I like the ones is like if you know, you know. Like it sort of seems like some secretive, like kind of like cultish shit. But it's just like honestly, it's just like it's one of those things when like when you get it, it's like because some people hear lost and they immediately, like I said before, like they see lost such a bad thing. Like I don't want to be lost, mm. and they go into like the whole. I got a crazy story, so. Before Lost, before this design, I had another person that I was contacting about making a design for me. Yeah. And we're contacting each other on email. And I don't know if she even will hear this shit. Probably not. But who cares? But she uh, had some really, really cool designs. I was using this uh, this app called Behance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, I like this uh, design that you were doing. I'm going to go and, like, you know, make some motion of my whatever. And I was explaining Lost to her. She sent me back like a long ass page email talking about, you know, I understand, I get the whole thing about wandering and da da da, but also mm. being lost also feels like, you know, you don't really know, you have this directionless, mm. that you have nowhere you're going. But then she hit me with the whole Christian thing mm. about like, you know, Jesus trying to go find, you know, trying to like, you know, trying to hit like, be like, the more so about being found, which I understand that, mm. but it's also like, uh, I don't want to, right? Yeah. It's like that religious kind of, connotation on it too is like I get it that's why I'm saying not everyone's gonna understand that cause then people are gonna come through with that's that separation shit. too mm-hmm. which I understand and I completely respect but it's just like I didn't even get a design created because she was like I just don't feel like strong enough to go and do that because of what wow. I feel religiously so that's how much it impacts like right yeah okay so everybody adapts to it to a different degree exactly and that's kinda why I like it because it's there's gonna be a sep- there's gonna be a separation with it cause not everyone's gonna be on the same way. They're gonna also people are gonna believe what they want. They're gonna like, they're gonna see things the way they want to see it. That's what I see about hill hop. Mm-hmm. When I say hill hop, is a different vibration to certain people. Some people connect with it right away. Some people take a minute, a year later, and they're like, oh, they identify with that, and then they start figuring out what the music is about. Exactly. Not even me, just the music. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's definitely a powerful thing to have. You know. So being that like Nashville is the next wave that we all anticipate coming, mm-hmm. um, are there any specific artists you're looking to work with? Um, 
Even producers too. True. That's difficult. There's a lot of people. I never really thought about like working too much like that. Because uh, I really be like, I think I think about this a lot too. Like I really be on my loner shit, unfortunately. But like I really be to myself with everything. Like my whole journey, even like as a musician, has always been to myself. I've been in a couple groups. So I've I've kind of been sort of comfortable being on myself. Even lost for me has been like mm. it's almost like it's a journey in itself, almost like a lonely journey. Mm. So but do I have do I know a whole bunch of people that's around here that's super fucking dope? Hell yeah. But um I don't know. I always kind of felt like when it came to leaps to me musically, whenever I try to work or try to reach out, it's just it doesn't sometimes I don't know, it just doesn't it doesn't always hit all yeah, the time. Yeah. I feel I feel that all the time because everybody got their own pockets, everybody got their own microcosm, you know what I'm saying? So everybody Doing their own thing, so that's the hustle and grind of Nashville. Right, but there's definitely like, like a couple producers that I've wanted to work with before in the past. Like I would definitely want to work with AB for sure. AB mm-hmm. Eastwood is AB. Yeah, he's hard. He's looking hard. hard. Shout out to him. Uh, Josephine is hard. Uh, well, I I don't want to just go and just keep naming producers all yeah, day because yeah. I'm gonna miss some. And there's so many producers so many. and rappers and singers and shit What's like up? that just out here that just goes crazy. Respect, man. I respect the whole Nashville. Um, wanted to say, where can we find your music and all your new music? Uh, pretty much if you look up SETI Mac on anything, so it's S-E-D-D-Y-M-A-C, and if you look that up on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, obviously like Spotify, YouTube, Tidal, but I would say a large amount of my stuff, you want to find everything, it's pretty much going to be my Bandcamp, but I got music, a lot of music pretty much everywhere, so just, if you look up SETI Mac on anything, you'll find me on something. What, what inspired the name Ceddie Mac, by the way? So, well, first off, my name actually is Cedric McLean. So, Ceddie Mac is just like a half of both. But also, like, my one of my cousins actually called me. It's like also a childhood name of mine, too. Like, he called me Ceddie Mac growing up. So, it was just like, it just kind of all just made sense. Dope. Dope, man. I want to say first and foremost, man, appreciate your services, man. Definitely, um, as, a, Definitely. as a vet, man, don't get enough credit, enough respect. Um, bless up. Found Ceddie Mac. Seti Mac, um, thank you. Honored to have you here, bro. Appreciate y'all, man. MC, MC, host, Fondito. Adeli. Seti Mac. What's up? Peace. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you liked the episode, leave us a thumbs up and comment below if you have any ideas on what we can do next time. Please subscribe and hit the notification. MC to MC give you motivation. Heru, heru.